Hey friends, welcome back to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. How is everything going for you? How has it been? Are your kids back in school? Are you homeschooling them this year? I actually would love it if you would either drop me an email or send me a DM over in Instagram or Facebook and just let me know. How's it going for you? How's this back to school season going for you? We actually homeschool year round, so it's been kind of business as usual for us. Although it has been me kind of shifting some of the ways we're doing our homeschooling has been interesting and has required a little bit of change. So I guess we have kind of also been in a transition season as well. But I want to talk a little bit kind of in the same line of trying to manage the back to school rush and still keeping our kids with good healthy snacks or if you're trying to transition them to better quality foods, then how do we do this when we're stressed out and overwhelmed with either picking up our homeschooling schedule again or our kids are back to school and we're doing that whole rush and that whole picking kids up dropping dropping kids off trying to provide them with meals they get home from school and they're extremely hungry and you don't have a snack available for them so then you resort to the processed stuff that you really don't want to be feeding them but you're stressed out and you don't know how to get ahead of that I totally get it I have been there before and I want to share with you today some things that have helped me so let's go Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. So I remember whenever I was first starting to really try to switch to healthier foods, cleaner eating, all of that for my kids, and for myself and just feeling very, very overwhelmed. And I remember, you know, I was trying to switch out the more processed foods, store-bought foods for things that I made at home. And of course, I was pairing this along with dealing with food allergies and things like that. So there was a sense of urgency for me in some areas. But what I had noticed with myself was over time, Once I replaced those areas that were kind of that sense of urgency, I had created a system that worked out so well that it was easier for me to replace the things that didn't create, didn't have the sense of urgency of like, oh, well, this is causing a reaction or this is causing a rash or this is causing them to have some kind of flare up or whatever it was. It was just more like, you know what, I actually really don't want to buy that. I would rather make something of similar quality or not quality, but of similar likeness at home with better quality with better ingredients that I know I can trust and I was actually thinking about okay how did I actually get to that point because I had four kids in three and a half years I mean I wasn't hanging out with spare time here (laughs) you know what I mean I was busy I was stressed out so in the midst of all of that and also having three different kids who were having to run to and from speech and occupational therapy and we were learning all of these new challenges. I had a child who had their own health struggles with autoimmune things. And I have my own autoimmune disease with Hashimoto's thyroiditis and just 
just so many different things going on. So how was I actually able to do it and do it in a way that felt sustainable that I don't look now and get stressed out and overwhelmed by? And the, the solution actually was that I did it one small thing at a time. But the other solution was that I actually created kind of a routine around that. And what I have found to be very beneficial in my success in being able to switch to more of a holistic lifestyle, to more clean eating, to better quality foods for my family, for eliminating toxins from my home, more of a low tox living, all of that has been that I've done it in very small steps and that I've created some kind of routine and I have made it to where I don't have to make the same decision over and over again. It's actually, I've made it to where it's a process that's it's easy to choose the thing that I want to choose. And that's what I want to share with you today. I'm going to talk specifically about snacks for like maybe after school or whatever for your kids, because I think that can be a point where we very easily drift into processed foods, prepackaged stuff. But I want you to know that this actually applies to anything as far as like meals, any kind of food. This doesn't apply just to snacks for your kids, but I do want to share this. And the first thing that I want to say, and this is where I want to talk about how we make it where it's easier to do what we want to do, is I make a list of the things that I actually want my kids to be eating that I know that they will eat. I'm not getting over here like, oh, I want my kids to eat these 10 foods that I know they've never either never touched or they they don't like. I'm very realistic about this list. Like, okay, these are the foods that I feel good about them eating that I feel like I can prepare in a timely manner and that I know that they will eat. So I just have that that list and it's on repeat for snacks. I'm not having to keep thinking over and over again, what are we going to do for snacks? Like, these are the things that we're going to do and this is what it's going to require for me to make this week in order for them to have snacks after school. Well, not for us, but if you have a kid in school. But in order for them to have snacks that they can grab while we're at home hanging out or when we get home from therapy and they're very hungry because we do have that routine. We go to therapy a couple days a week and we come home and they're very hungry and I need to have stuff ready for them ready to go. So this is just a, a set list that I can tweak and adjust, and I do, and I will talk a little bit more about that, but I'm not having to think about it. It takes the thought process out, and I've already predetermined, okay, so I need to make a batch of yogurt, or I need to pop some popcorn, or whatever, every single week. This is just what I need to do. So I also think you should have that list ready to go. And then make sure that you are actually setting a time or actually planning out when are you going to do these things. Because it's nice to say, oh, I'm going to make them yogurt. But if I don't actually know when I'm going to make them yogurt, I'm probably not going to make them yogurt. And then we're going to end up buying something from the store instead. So I do want to say there's a couple different ways that I have done this. And I actually think either works fine for me, but do what works well for you. Because what I have done is I have actually just blocked out maybe like an hour on a Saturday where I just prep enough of the stuff that we need for that week. And that has been fine. The other thing that I have done is I might just do like break it up into a few different days. So like one day I might make yogurt and then the next and I make enough for the week. And then the next day I might pop a ton of popcorn and I make enough that will last them for the week. And then the next day I might make like pro, their protein bars and I double or triple the batch and then they've got enough for several days. I might make a big batch of muffins, but then I double or triple that batch and then I throw them in the freezer so we can pull them out. I've done it both ways where I've just blocked out, you know, an hour or two hours and done all of it. And a lot of times with things like muffins or 
um, well, not popcorn, but like yogurt, some of those I could even get to last a little bit longer than, than that one week. But I know I have it there in the fridge or in the freezer and it's ready to go. I also love to just keep fruit on hand. It's a great quick snack. Cheese sticks as well if you have children who don't have any issues with dairy. Those are things that I like to keep just quickly to grab that I feel good about my kids eating. You obviously have to f- decide what, what works well for you and your family dynamics. What do you feel good about them eating? Look at their any kind of dietary challenges that they have, any kind of food sensitivities, all of that. But just actually being realistic, but just saying, okay, I need to make these five things in order for my kids to have snacks that I feel good about. And maybe I don't actually really want to block out two hours on a Saturday because we have other fun stuff we're doing. But I'm going to take 15 minutes on Friday and then 30 minutes on Saturday and then another 30 minutes on Sunday or whatever it is that you need to do. I, I've done both. I think both work great. It's just what works for you and your schedule. And the thing that I love about this is just like I said, it's going to limit the amount of processed foods that you're feeding your kids because you're intentionally planning ahead and you're not going to have that that decision fatigue, that overwhelm of like constantly spinning in your mind, what can I give them for a snack? What can I give them? We're going to be home soon. You feel the stress rising because you're like, oh, they're going to be hangry. Their blood sugar is crashing. They're screaming. They need food. And I don't know what I'm going to feed them. So in a rush, in a panic, you just grab whatever you can. And then you don't feel good about that decision later. And that's what I wanted to say is just plan ahead a little bit and then know hey, we can keep their blood sugar stable. I'm always looking for ways to give my kids protein. I have kids that struggle to eat protein. I will absolutely give them a protein drink. I mix up like, I make them a protein milk. I mix up protein powder in it. We get it all good to go. Smoothies are great for that as well. Sneaking in some kind of protein powder into a smoothie. All of those are things that I do because I what I have learned with my kids is that Balancing, and this is true for me as well, balancing our blood sugar helps everyone in the house to be in a better mood. It helps everyone in the house to just show up better. (laughs) No one's grumpy, no one's irritable, no one's angry, no one's agitated because our blood sugar is balanced and life is just so much better. So just taking that time to plan ahead, it really can pay off in the long run because you're going to find yourself feeling better about what you're feeding your kids, but you're also going to find your kids... If you can keep their blood sugar balanced, they're going to be a lot happier. They're going to be a lot easier to interact with because, I mean, I know when my blood sugar crashes, no one wants to be around me because I am irritable and I am not kind. So that's what I remember. I remind myself of that with my kids if they're struggling is like, okay, well, they haven't eaten. They really need some fat and some protein. So why don't you get that in them and then remember how you feel when your blood sugar crashes because that's probably how they're feeling as well. So I also think in order for this to work, you really have to see the importance of it and you have to decide like, do I really want to replace these foods with my kids? Does it really matter to me? Is it really important to me that I'm giving them good nutrition, that I'm balancing their blood sugar? And I think if you can just try it for a little bit of really giving them, like I said, you're making sure they're having fats and proteins and all of that stuff and you're being consistent with it, you'll start to see a change in their behavior as well. And that really helps to motivate us like, okay, this is benefiting them as well. Like I can actually see the real time results of this. And I just have found for me keeping, like I said, keeping that set list, it just helps me to avoid that decision fatigue and that overwhelm. It just sets me up for success because I'm not going to be having to try to pull something together quickly while while a child is in the middle of a meltdown because 
they're hungry and they need something to eat right now and I don't have something already ready for them. So then I'm grabbing convenience stuff. I just, I have found the other thing that I love is whenever I do actually have a little bit of extra bandwidth, maybe I have some free time and I really feel like getting in the kitchen. I do enjoy getting in the kitchen and just making new things. So I might look for a few new recipes and try them out for that week. Maybe I try one out this week and then the next time I have some free time, I try out another one. And if they worked out well, then I will add those into my rotation of just different snacks that I have available for the kids. So, you know, start with a set list, but don't feel like you can't ever change it. Maybe your kids aren't eating the bananas or the yogurt anymore. So you are going to move that down and not not offer that right now. But then you switch to apples and then you're trying to offer them a smoothie or something in that place. I just have found trying to keep that list, but then also add new things in. It helps me to introduce them to new foods. It gives me kind of a creative outlet because I do find cooking in the kitchen and just preparing things to be a bit of a creative outlet it just works well all around and then yeah we're getting variety in their diet we're letting them branch out and try new things it's helping them to experience new foods and new ways and I just love that and I just think that also you know you can do the same thing with meals with your kids so if your kids have some kind of food aversion and they're not necessarily going to eat exactly what you have made for the rest of your family because I get that. I have kids like that. And you know they have like these set foods that they will eat. If you have a child who has sensory processing disorder and who really struggles with trying new foods or branching out into different foods, then you understand what I'm talking about. And, you know, people will say all the time, well, they they eat what we make. And I just don't. For my kids, I know this is not an act of defiance. This is truly sensory issues for them. And so I try to make food a safe place for them. It's not a place of battle. It's not a battleground. It's not a place where I'm going to force them or traumatize them. I want them to feel safe with what they're trying, which is why I've mentioned before, I love the garden. One of my kids was literally walking around eating raw, munching on raw okra the other day because we picked it out of the garden. This is a kid who does not, he's not willing typically to try new foods and this is the beauty of this is why this all works together is the garden and and just creating good foundations for your kids good relationships for your kids with food making sure that there's food there for them that's that they feel safe about but my point is with this is if you live that same life as me then you understand that a lot of times you may be having to make your child something different than what you're making for the rest of the family. And there's no shame coming from me because I have to do the same thing because guess what? My kids need to eat. And this is not an act of disobedience on their part. It's just something that they truly have a struggle in that area. And my goal is to support them as best as I can for them to have success in the future. So do the same thing with their meals. If you know they will eat peanut butter and jelly, you know we have gluten-free dinosaur nuggets that my kids will consistently eat. So do the same thing. Have those meals on a list that you're not having to think about. Rotate them out. Try new things when you have the extra bandwidth. And then add the things that were a success to that list. I will always encourage you as well to grow a garden because I think it is just a wonderful way to just naturally have your kids become open to trying new foods. Like I said, my child, I don't like okra. I actually grow it for my husband, not for me. And so I was just shocked when I saw my child walking around just munching on raw okra. And actually, I've, I've seen him do it two days now. And so I'm just like, yes, this is the beauty of it because there's no way if I cut it up, put it on his plate, 
and try to offer it to him at a meal, there is no way he would have eaten it. And so anyways, I like I just have to throw that in because I just want you guys to understand how much of a breakthrough it can be for your kids in trying new foods. It's just it's extremely powerful. So I always have to throw that in anytime I try to talk about food, feeding our kids that have any kind of sensitivities or anything like that food aversions anything so the other thing I want to share is the way that I actually try to be very successful with this is that I always make sure as well like I have this list I have this list of snacks that I am gonna have available for my kids I have this list of meals and foods that I know they will consistently eat I always make sure that I have my pantry stocked with these with the supplies that I need to make these things because this is also, again, setting myself up for success without me having to think about it. There's no obstacle to overcome in order to make these foods happen other than me setting out the time to do it because I already have everything I need here and ready to go. I don't have to say, oh, I can't do it because I have to run to the store and I don't have time. It's just, it's here, it's ready to go. And the great thing about this is also doing all of this, I have found to be a great money saver. You know, I can get my kids one of the foods that my kids and I do occasionally still buy them for them but not often that I would buy in the past would be z-bars they're gluten-free my several of my kids would eat them and enjoy them but they're you know $22 at Sam's Club for a 36 pack or I can make my my kids their own protein bars where I'm adding protein powder I'm adding chia seeds I'm adding ground flax and all of this nutrition in there and so they're getting a better quality food and I'm actually saving money by doing that. The same with like a peanut butter and jelly. I can make gluten-free bread and then make them like a uncrustable out of that for a fraction of the, the price. Plus I'm able to customize it to the fact that they need it to be gluten-free. It has just been such a money saver for me to actually just take this little bit of time to intentionally plan to set up a routine to set up a system of this is what we eat and then I prepare it myself versus us going and buying bags of chips or bags of snacks at the store and things like that and that's the thing is so often we think oh if we are trying to eat cleaner we're trying to eat organic we're trying to clean up the products we use in our home it's so much more expensive and you're right it absolutely in so in some areas it is more expensive i'm not at all saying it, that's not true but if we can start actually finding these small ways to make these routines of switching stuff out in our home making our own cleaning products like i've shared before soaking the orange peels in vinegar and then use cleaning vinegar and then using that as a cleaning product it doesn't have to be expensive and a lot of times what i have found is whenever i actually just make the foods and stuff myself, I save so much money. So while yes, I might be spending more to buy organic produce, I'm not buying boxes of prepackaged food anymore. I'm just buying the ingredients to make stuff. And so that actually saves money there in the long run. So it really can balance itself out. I just have found that it's just been so helpful for me. And I know we're busy moms. We want the best for our kids. We want to help our kids to feel well in their bodies. We want to have them to, we want to see progress for our kids but sometimes we just are too busy to feel like we know what to do we don't know where to start we have all these goals we want to make sure everything's cleaner in our house and all of that but we just don't know where to start and that's what I want to say is just start with this start with creating a list start with snacks one thing don't start with like oh I have to do snacks and meals no you won't you won't stick with it start with one thing what are some snacks that I know my kids will eat that I know I feel good about giving them 
that I know I can consistently make that's not going to take me you know six hours to make them all of these snacks I can do it that's not going to take a ton of time but I know that I can at least switch out their snacks and I'm going to have it ready to go so that I'm making sure we're balancing their blood sugar we're not having to reach for these processed things and all of that I would love to hear from you guys over in the free Facebook community. It's actually facebook.com slash groups slash special kind of motherhood. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what are the go-to snacks that you have for your kids that are not processed, that are that you feel good about. Whatever your standard and your quality is. This is not what someone else deems healthy or right. But this is what works for you and your family. As you're making these steps, these small steps towards feeding your be- your family better quality foods. So anyways, come share with us over in the Facebook group and I will see you guys back next week. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.